When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, Podcast Network. And, uh, well, this is the final Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Sports Podcast Network. If you weren't aware, I am uh, moving over to uh, Steelers.com. That will start uh, next week. Uh, So I'll be leaving uh, here, DK Pittsburgh Sports here. A lot of good memories, a lot of good uh, a lot of good stuff that I've done over the years and hopefully you've enjoyed. Uh, but, uh, you know, time to, it's time to move on. And, well, it's also time for the Steelers to kick off the regular season, and they'll do so against the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, if you look at this Bengals team on paper, uh, you know, it's really a, a pretty solid football team. Um, you know, they, they have a solid, uh, obviously, uh Skill, skill position players uh, led by Joe Burrow and those wide receivers and, and everything. Um, you know, obviously they went to the Super Bowl last year. They were the AFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know that they're that team, though. I mean, if you start looking at this re- really, uh, in week after week 14 last year, the Bengals were 7-6 and six coming off of consecutive losses to the Chargers and the 49ers. And then they rattled off wins over the Broncos, the Ravens. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and that allowed them then to take the uh, take that final week off of the season uh, against the Browns. And then uh, you know got into the playoffs and beat the Raiders, Titans, Chiefs, and and lost to the Rams in succession. If you look at what they did in those three playoff wins, they forced seven turnovers in beating the Raiders, the Titans, and the Chiefs. They only turned the ball over twice themselves. In fact, if you look at that stretch from after the, they lost to the Denver, to the San Francisco 49ers, then turned the ball over again the rest of the regular season and then only did it twice in the playoffs. I don't know if that's sustainable. Uh, I also look at the, the situation um, with their offensive line. And I know they spent a bunch of money on their offensive line this year, and it should be upgraded. There's no doubt. I, I think when you look at that line, it's certainly better than it was a year ago. Jonah Williams is back at left tackle, and he's okay. Believe it or not, he actually gave up more sacks than Dan Moore last year, 10-7. to 7. Um, They'll have rookie Cordell Volson starting at left guard. Ted Karras was signed to play center 
Alex Kappa brought in at uh, right guard and Leo Collins at right tackle. On paper, that's much better than what they had a year ago. Here's the thing. They didn't play that offensive line the entire preseason. Four new starters on the offensive line, and they didn't see a snap together in the preseason. You think that'll matter? It certainly did with the Rams Thursday night. Their line looked a mess because they hadn't played together in the preseason. And they were facing far better athletes than them on the defensive side of things. That's why offensive line play is so much, there's so much communication involved because the guys on the defensive side of the ball are way better athletes than most of the offensive linemen. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, offensive linemen get by and they'll tell you this because they're smarter, more technically sound, all those, all those things. But if you haven't played together in a game, you can communicate and practice and do all those kind of things. That's great. But can you do it in a stadium with 70,000 screaming fans? That's a different thing altogether. And the Steelers are going to test that for sure. They're going to run different stunts and fires and blitzes against this uh, offensive line to test it out. Cordell Volson's going to have his hands full with Cam Hayward. He might think he's prepared for the power and strength of Cam Hayward, but you don't know until you have to do it. And be honest, you know, he wasn't the, the most stout of players in this three years draft to begin with. Remember, he's, a, he's an offensive tackle, a college offensive tackle that's getting moved to guard. And he was a fourth round offensive tackle. He was long and lean. I don't know that that's going to hold up real well against Cam Hayward. So they're probably going to have to give him help. Does that mean Karras then kicks over at center to help Volson? Well, if that's the case, then Alex Kappa had better win on the other side against whoever the Steelers have in there. And Kappa's okay. He's not a great guard. He's average. Is he going to consistently win against Larry Ogunjobi or Tyson Alulu? I don't know that. And oh, by the way, if you do that, then you're leaving the aforementioned Jonah Williams on his own against Alex Highsmith. I kind of like that matchup. Again, Williams gave up 10 sacks last year. Lael Collins is a nice right tackle. Is he better than TJ Watt? Nobody else seems to be. They're going to leave him on an island with TJ Watt? That doesn't seem like a good plan. So I think the Steelers can, can, can wreak some havoc uh, with that defensive front against Cincinnati's offensive line, even a revamped offensive line, start to cause some communication problems. Start sending some of those linebackers up the middle to blitz. If Cap is starting to help too much on Cam Hayward, and all of a sudden you've got Miles Jack or Devin Bush running past him to the quarterback, um, you know, it just it makes it causes problems. And I think the Bengals are going to struggle with that. Do I think the Bengals are a better team than the Steelers? Absolutely. I think on paper, they're a better team than the Steelers. They proved it twice last year, not even on paper. They blew them. They beat them handily last year, both times, 24 to 10 and uh, 41 to 10. But I don't know that they're that much better right now because they didn't play any of their guys in the preseason. 
they're using this first couple of games this year as extra preseason games. I just don't know that that's a good idea. That's why I'm taking the Steelers 24 to 10 in this game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy about that. Wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals win this game. Certainly, they're favored by six and a half. But I think the Steelers are going to keep it closer than that. I think they'll win it all outright. But I'd certainly take the Steelers to cover that six and a half points. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to talk just a little bit about some of the fond memories I'm going to have from DK Pittsburgh Sports here. Uh, if you'll grant me that little uh, that little indulgence. We'll do that when we come back. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. This is the Dale Lally Show, the final Dale Lally Show on the on the podcast network. Um, and uh, you know, I've been the, uh, the the beat writer here for DK almost five years. It would have been five years in in October. And uh, before that, I was with the Observer Reporter in Washington for 24 years. So this is my 30th season. Uh, covering the Steelers on a regular basis. I did cover a couple of games in 92 as well, uh, but I wasn't a beat writer or anything like that. I just kind of talked my sports editor at the time into sending me a couple of games uh, to do some, do some stories. I came down and did a story on Ted Marchabroda, um, you know, and, and uh, some things like that. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a good ride here. Um, met a lot of good people, uh, made some memories, uh, you know, for example, you know, having the Hall of Fame vote in 2019 is something that that uh, I mean that's that's a career highlight type thing. If I never do it again, and who knows, maybe I will. I don't know. But that first time doing it, being in that room, there's 50 people in there in the country, in the world, deciding who gets to go into the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. And I had to present two of the 15 who were who were finalists that year. I can't tell you how seriously I took that task and i can remember being in that room and and uh you know i had to present alan fanica first and i got through that whole thing and did the question and answer and all that stuff and i'm like okay i think i did a pretty good job with that one and then i had to present troy palomalu i'm like oh this is going to be you know this is going to be easy this is a no-brainer right and i can remember the one of the writers asked me well aren't we putting too many first-time guys in the hall of fame right now what makes Troy, what makes him a first-time guy? Why should he be a first-time guy? What, what makes him that special? And I just remember thinking, uh-oh, because I knew that guy 
his voice carried a lot of weight in that room. And I'm like, if he's not on board with this, I'm in trouble. And so I had to start, uh, you know, I, I, I did some good dancing there that day. And we called a break before we did the uh, went, went to the vote. And I went around and made sure I had enough votes lined up. Like, hey, guys, I, I told a couple of these guys, I'm like, hey, Troy's got to get in, right? Because if he doesn't get in, I don't get to go back to Pittsburgh. Because everybody knows I've got the vote this year. And if that doesn't happen, uh, <laughs> they're going to be waiting for me at the airport with pitchforks. <laughs> so I got to I got to make sure this happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I was pretty sure, I, you know, Fanica had a good shot. <clears throat> and he did. And I was disappointed when he didn't get in. Thankfully, he got in the next year. But um, just, you know, a great, uh, <clears throat> a great memory there from that Super Bowl in Miami. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of trips that we took uh, over the years where just crazy things happened. Um, you know, there was a flight back from Jacksonville that got delayed on takeoff. They were already late getting there. And we got delayed on takeoff, had to go back to the, uh, to the airport and uh, pick something up. So by the time we got to Atlanta uh, for our connection flight, we were, it was a half an hour before our flight was supposed to leave. Everybody on that plane was a Steeler fan. <clears throat> and then there was us and a couple other media members. And we're all sprinting through the Atlanta airport trying to get to that gate. And we get there and the plane is sitting there, but the door is closed and they won't open it. And there's a hundred of us waiting to get like, Hey, we're supposed to be on that flight. We can't do anything about it. Doors closed. Like, are you kidding me? You guys are the reason your, (laughs) your airline is the reason why we're, we, we missed the flight. Can't do anything about it. So people were going and then we, everybody had to go rebook. We ended up getting back. I think we left our, our, our hotel in Jacksonville at 7.30 that morning. And we got back to Pittsburgh. I think I walked in the door of my house at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, just a, a long, long day uh, on a Monday. And then you got to get right back up and go cover the Tomlin press conference the next day. It's just, you know, the, the travel part of covering the team um, is grueling. And, and I can't imagine, you know, I've only ever covered the NFL. I don't know, for example, how Alex Stumpf does it with the pirates on, on a regular basis. Now you do have your trips are for longer periods of time. Oftentimes when we fly in for an NFL game, you're in that town for less than 24 hours. You get in the day before the game, you fly out either that night or the, or the next morning, right away the next morning. So it's just a little over 24 hours. And most of that day on Sunday is spent obviously covering the game. So it's, it's, a, it's a full grueling day. And those, those uh, game days are often, you know, 16 hours. But lots of fun along the way. Uh, a lot of, met a lot of great people, a lot of great uh, readers on the site. Um, met a bunch of them as well different things, meetups and, you know, the different cities. Uh, of course we had the, the anniversary events and things like that, where I got to meet a lot of you as well. And I appreciate uh, all that feedback that you all, you all gave me over the years in the way that uh, you embraced me and, and welcomed me in. Um, you know, some of you may not have, have heard of me before that, even though I've been covering the team for so long, 
um, hopefully I, I uh, held up the standard, um, you know, for people who have followed me for a longer period of time, um, you know, I'll still be around. I'll still be on Steelers.com. I'll still be doing the drive every day with uh, Matt Williamson. And you can still read Matt's stuff here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm glad I was able to make that happen before I stepped out of here. Um, you know, I'd, I'd been pushing for Matt for quite a while, as DK will surely tell you. I'd, I'd always wanted to bring Matt on as, as an analyst, and uh, we were finally able to do that, and it, it worked out uh, really well. Uh, his stuff has been very well received, and you enjoy still hearing Matt's podcast. If you haven't checked that one out, please do so. And I think Chris Halleck's going to do a great job as well, taking over the beat. And I know, uh, you know, with DK and Ramon on board, everything's going to be fine here. Um, you know, and I'll be watching. I'll be keeping an eye on the site. I hope it continues to do well. Um, very proud of to have been a part of it and uh, proud that uh, you've enjoyed my time here. If you have, if you haven't, well, sorry. Try my best. But uh, that's going to do it for the Dale Lally Show here today. And, well, forever. Um, it's been fun. It's been real. But uh, all good things. You can listen to all of our other podcasts here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We got the stuff on the Steelers, the Penguins, the Pirates, Pitt, Penn State. They got big games this weekend. Can't wait to watch that Pitt-Tennessee game. Penn State, Ohio, maybe not so much, but, you know. Um, but uh, enjoy those as well. And continue listening here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. This is Dale Lally signing off.